Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So today I want to talk about frequency first. How are you leading your life right now? Are you leading your life, making moves based on what you fear might happen if you don't do these things? Or are you leading your life with desire? So this really came up because I see a theme right now with people prioritizing their health because of fear. They have fear in their body because they were told something from a medical care provider and or they have recently lost someone in their life and they're grieving and they they're grieving but they also are afraid that if they don't do something with their health then they could also you know for instance get cancer or there's people in their lives with breast cancer and so this has made them want to do more for their health, but they're leading with the first frequency of fear. Okay. So this is where we want to check ourselves. Like what's leading because our frequency is what leads always. This is the driver of what we are magnetizing to our life. And when we have the frequency of fear, This is creating a whole lot of distortion in our truth, in our resonance, and in our aura. So whatever we are magnetizing to us, it is the frequency that we're leading our lives with. Now, certainly there are absolutely times that I go through uncomfortable things. But as I go through uncomfortable things and my human self wants to freak out and spiral and doubt and worry and all of those things, which sometimes it does, but my higher truth, my soul knows, okay, this is an upgrade in motion. This is really uncomfortable for me, but I trust that there is an upgrade in motion. So it's not like there's never a time and place for us to doubt and have fear and worry and and those thoughts, but what's leading? What's leading those thoughts? Is there a higher truth that you can plug into that says this is an upgrade in motion? So when we think about the fear, for instance, what you fear, you multiply. If you leave with nothing else except that, it's going to be huge. What you fear, you multiply. So like attracts like. 
So if we have hate in our hearts, we attract more hate. If we hate someone, we're only going to get more evidence from them of why we should hate them. We're creating the loop. That's how powerful we are. If we are in a state of chaos and all we can do is think about the chaos, the chaos leads and we will continue to attract more chaos. So frequency first, always. Now, when it comes to the health and the fear around health and the actions that we take, there is a simple way to release the fear and operate on desire. It's saying, wow, this is a wake-up call that I am a little unsturdy in some areas. There is clearly some disconnect from me and my body. I am not trusting my body in the way that I know I can. So my desire is to go on a journey with my, with my body to nourish it, to address the deficiencies, to address the toxicities in order to uh, really continue to deepen the harmonious state that I am designed for. I desire to feel energized. I desire to whatever. What do you want? It's as simple as instead of what I don't want to happen, we flip it and say, what do I want to happen? So if we think about it, every single cell is enveloped in thought. And so as Edison discovered, every cell thinks. Every cell is filled with life, with light, with intelligence, and with substance, which form the atomic structure. And the really cool thing is that to our benefit, the body is so much slower to respond to negative thoughts than to good thoughts. So it allows us that human moment to have a negative thought because we can conquer it with our good thoughts. So because our our coding is to live life full tilt, to live life in health, that is our design coding. Our design blueprint is for health for optimal, extraordinary health and life. So what this means is that because this is our coding, one healthy thought that we persistently express can nullify a thousand unhealthy thoughts. So literally, just a little intention and attention with your mindset work which is not something that I recommend is something you do in the morning, right? Like our mindset work, we have thousands of opportunities every single day to do mindset work. We have thousands of opportunity every single day when we get triggered. This is an incredible opportunity for us to play with our energy, for us to play with our power. And certainly when we have fear, my gosh, is this a wake up to what is really going on with us, where we doubt, where there's disconnect. So um, our super wisdom, right? Our super wisdom is always going to be biased towards health. 
It's always working for us. It's already working for us to be biased towards health. And so the body will try and is often able to throw off negative thinking for a long time, right? So you're going to have these negative thoughts and the body's consistently adapting. And maybe you'll get some small signs. Maybe you'll get a boil. Maybe you'll get a sty. You know, you'll get indicators of this anger, acne. You know, there's different ways that the body expresses this negative thinking. And of course, as I always say, like once something's here in physical form, my gosh, it is also physical. I am not ever going to tell you that, you know, if you have something, just do the emotional work and it's gone. That does not resonate as truth to me. But what resonates as truth to me is we have a physical symptom. We have a physical disconnect. We're in a disharmonious state and... We want to have the awareness of what thoughts got us here. And sometimes this is hard because these thoughts are subconscious and conscious, and that's why we have to be mindful of the bigger patterns at play. But because we're in a physical state, of course, let's address the physical body. It is here in the 3D. It is not here in the 5D. It is here in the 3D. It is on our human. So let's get human with it. So I love the combination of working uh, consistently on the quantum terrain. We have incredible ways to do this. Okay, working on that quantum terrain while simultaneously working on the emotional aspect always. The mindset work, like I said, is not something we just do in the morning. It is an ongoing thing that we get to do every day. Every moment of every day, we have opportunity to play with us. And then of course, we are addressing our incredible human who is living in this human world. And we are recognizing the magnitude of toxicities at play, the magnitude of deficiencies at play, like, and we are addressing that. So with negative emotions, or should say like, when we have these habitual wrong thoughts, these deep hates, these resentments, these strong fears, this is where we get major chaos with our body. So these negative emotions of these long-standing issues, long-standing patterns absolutely must be cleared out of the conscious and subconscious. And certainly these things didn't happen overnight. Some of us are born with strong emotions of shame, strong emotions of fear, terror, panic. We come into this world already with these inherited emotions. And then our coding is to say, hey, let's go check for evidence to reinforce what's in me. And so it can take time. This is the journey. Because we could clear anger at different levels all our life. But the beautiful part of being on this journey is like we have so much more space for authentic positivity. We truly tap into a level of harmonious thoughts. And then when we do have the negative thinking come up, we can experience that. We can be human about it while still being plugged into a higher truth. So when you hold that resentment toward another, 
you are literally bound to that person or condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free. So this is where we go back to circumstantial power versus personal power. We always hold the power if we're willing to accept radical responsibility for every single aspect of our life. When we do that, we have the power to set ourselves free. So again, when I'm going through something uncomfortable, I recognize my power in this and I ask myself, what do I want? This is an upgrade emotion. Like right now, I get to get clear on what I want. Yes, I'm uncomfortable. Yes, this doesn't feel good. So I can even either give my power away to the spiral and then attract more chaos and end it not getting anything that I wanted out of it and then feeling victim for that situation. Or... I can see that the chaos is stirring things up for me to get clear. And with my clarity becomes certainty. And with my certainty, my vibration and my frequency become a match for what I want. So also with that forgiveness, forgiveness is so powerful. There are so many women right now experiencing different uh, communication with their breast, different lumps. Forgiveness dissolves lumps. There are so many stories of forgiveness dissolving lumps. So yes, I would absolutely be using forgiveness while simultaneously addressing my body from a physical place. But that forgiveness alone, if we skip that part of it, we're skipping on the the totality of the healing process. So a really interesting um, perspective, and I really like this perspective. This is considered the first law of healing. Okay, so the first law of healing is considered denial. Denial. So through the use of denial, you withdraw from your mind the negative beliefs and emotions that have played such havoc in your health. Denial is the first practical step toward wiping out of your mind the mistaken beliefs of a lifetime. What you believe in, you serve and are served by. As you change wrong beliefs, you will find a change taking place in your troublesome circumstance and bodily conditions. So, denial cleanses your mind and body of the belief in this major disconnect with health. Okay, so let me put this in perspective. The word deny not only means to withhold, erase, eliminate, dissolve, withdraw, but it also means to declare not true that which appears true. So through using the healing law of denial, you can begin to erase beliefs from your mind and from these disruptions from your body. So through denial, you can also take it a step further and declare not to be in true pain, not to be in a state of disharmony and disease. 
And as you deny them power, you can rob these things from your body. So through the act of denial, you not only deny the existence of adverse conditions, um, but you also do not try to eradicate and kill it. So if you can put a thing out of your mind, you can put it out of your body. So this is working with denial to dissolve, to eliminate, to erase, to free the things that you don't want to accept as true. So no, I do not accept this appearance as necessary or lasting in my life is a denial. No, 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 I do not accept this to be true. So the thing about truce is multiple truths exist at once. Now, I believe in perpetual truths. I believe in universal law. I certainly believe in, in our sovereignty, and I believe in the laws of natural health and healing. But this, this law of denial is so interesting to me because I can see that if this is not done, let's say we get a di- diagnosis and we are given a diagnosis and we're giving a prognosis and then we plug into that as the truth of all truths. We are now plugged into that pathway. And so... This literally has us locked in a fear state. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. But if we are to take this information and alchemize it with denial, like that's not what's true for me. That's not my truth. Thank you so much for the information. And then we allow that information to be a powerful upgrade where we level up our thoughts We level up the way that we show up to our body in every single way. We put the people around our healthcare table that speak health, that speak harmony, that speak healing and nothing else. And we plug into that. Our resonance is with that. Now we could say like, that's just crazy talk. You know, you can't deny what a diagnosis is. A diagnosis is a diagnosis. I'm saying, let's not plug into it as the end-all be-all truth. Because when we plug into it and then we start following that path, we now are consistently monitoring for things to get worse. And whatever we consistently monitor for things to get worse, they typically get worse. It's just like in the breast health podcast that I did a while back. It's like, if you are checking your breast for lumps every day, pretty soon you're going to have lumps. What you look for, you will find. So there is a way to love your breast without lumps ever being in the equation of your thoughts. So I love this denial because I can see, I can see now with that health law how so many people plug into that and that's what stalls their healing. That's what's, that's what's the gap is. The gap of their healing is because they're plugged into that truth instead of their own truth. 
they are resonating with a frequency of fear. And because of that frequency of fear, they are not able to move forward. They can throw everything at it, but that fear is the driver because that fear is still multiplying. So again, we have to go back to no matter what, no matter what the state of discomfort is in the present time, we have to be able to discern from that truth to our own truth. And we have to reach for a higher truth. Such as when I said, the higher truth for me is that there's an upgrade emotion. Because that instantly allows me to plug into something that's in that frequency of this or better. So in the book, Radical Remission, I'm going to share with you some really cool things. Um, Some of this is from the book. Some of this is just me adding. Okay. So researchers now know there is an immediate and powerful connection between the mind and the body. We know this, right? So first, our deep-seated beliefs lead us to feel emotions such as fear, stress, joy that create instant bursts of hormones in our brains. And these hormones then tell our bodies what to do. When we feel fear or stress, our hormones tell the cells in our bodies to either flight, to either fight or flee. When we feel joy or love, our hormones tell our bodies to spend time repairing broken cells, digesting food, and healing infections. Our bodies are always either fighting or fleeing or healing, not both. So in order to turn on the body's healing mode, we must first turn off the fight or flight mode. And one of the most powerful ways to do this is to release those suppressed emotions from the past. Now I will tell you my truth today is that's not enough. My truth today that our resiliency absolutely comes from our decisions. Our decisions are so huge. Like our decisions to decide where we are going is the most powerful thing. Okay, I am deciding this is true for me. But also our capacity to be able to do this work comes from that mineralization. When we are in such a fragile, demineralized state, all of this is hard because that means that from this state, our toxins are higher and that toxicity being higher from all the things, the heavy metals, the heavy metals in itself is going to disrupt our ability to hold that capacity. Um, You know, the parasites, the candida, all of these things. And so I... Again, I would never say just do the emotional work alone and you're going to be great because the fact of the matter is we are living this, a human life, right? Like this is in a human body and we have to honor that. But when we tap into our superpowers, right? It's honoring the human and doing the superhuman work, which is clearing the suppressed emotions, working on our frequency, increasing our magnetism. And this is when things get so cool. Okay. So again, my truth. Um, so as soon as we are out of the fight or flight mode, the body naturally begins to repair cells and heal itself. However, 
we can turn up that healing, much like turning up the volume on a stereo by purposely trying to feel positive emotions such as love, joy, and happiness. That's because positive emotions are like rocket fuel for the immune system. Whenever we feel the emotions of love, joy, or happiness, the glands in our brains release a surge of healing hormones into our bloodstreams, including serotonin, relaxin, oxytocin, dopamine, and endorphins. These hormones instantly communicate with all the cells in our bodies, telling them to do things such as lower our blood pressure, heart rate, and cortisol, improve blood circulation, deepen our breathing, which brings more oxygen to each cell, digest our food more slowly, which helps the body absorb more nutrients, increase white and red blood cell activity, which helps the immune system, increase natural killer activity, which helps the immune system fight cancer, clear out any infections, and then scan the body for cancer and remove any cancer cells. And all of these amazing physical changes have been documented in clinical studies in which researchers do things like counts, count people's number of immune cells before and after showing them a comedy video. Oh my gosh. Speaking of comedy video, um, last night we did a, uh, like a family movie night and we set it up. I had got out the projector and the screen and, um, we were going to, cause I now have, you know, quality enough internet to be able to do things like that, which is like, whoa, um, just mind blowing how much that's just changed things for us. But anyway, so that wasn't working. So we just brought a TV outside. We had the big bonfire going and we had, you know, our chairs and cozy and we put on the zookeeper and both my husband and I were laughing with tears in our eyes and my son too, of course, but like, Oh my gosh, laughing, so funny. So anyway, um, but just thinking about what that laughter does for us, it's amazing. So, um, and obviously like this, when it comes to cancer, like this is so relevant to cancer patients because um, it's significantly improving the immune system's ability to remove these cancer cells. Laughter has been shown to increase the number of immune cells of people undergoing chemotherapy, and similar studies have shown that people who are battling an illness and have an overall positive attitude live significantly longer than people who are battling an illness and are pessimistic. Okay, so there is also a spiritual healer in Hawaii named uh, Morali, and Morali believes so firmly in the power of positive emotions to boost the immune system that she actually recommends all to all of her cancer patients to send love directly to their cancer cells. And so what she basically says is like, once you're beginning to feel comfortable about non-resistance, like feeling that non-resistance to your cancer, your second step would be more and more of an intended feeling of love directed visually toward your cancer. Your body does not know the difference between feeling good with a smile that's genuine, let's say you're watching a comedy and naturally smiling, or intending one, like intending a smile. And when you do that, what happens is endorphins. So you get these big, beautiful, loving endorphins that send all these healing messages to the cells. So if you could see it physically, you would actually be looking at streams of endorphins rushing feel-good hormones 
rushing, rushing to create much more loving energy. So obviously, um, there's a lot of people who would be afraid to do that. They'd be afraid that if they send love to their cancer cells, then it's actually going to make them grow even more. But by sending love to cancer cells in this way, it actually repairs them uh, and returns them to their natural healthy state. So many believe, uh, and I am in this camp, that cancer cells are simply healthy cells that have been damaged and need to be repaired. And so Western medicine agrees, right, that cancer cells have been damaged. They, by either a toxin or bacteria or genetic mutation, um, but they don't ever tell you why or what or what the root cause is. Um, but they also believe that the cancer cells are beyond repair and therefore the only option is to kill them. This is why almost all cancer research for the past hundred years have looked at the best way to kill cancer cells, whether by chemotherapy, radiation, or surgery. Meanwhile, there has been very little research done on whether or not damaged cancer cells can be rehabilitated into healthy cells. However, there are, there are truly groundbreaking studies that prove that they can be. And so they did this study. There was one study that they did with early stage prostate cancer patients who voluntarily chose not to undergo immediate medical treatment, and they were randomly split into two groups. And the first group did like a watchful waiting for their cancer, meaning they received no medical treatment, but they instead were closely monitored. And the second group tried an alternative regimen that included, you know, a vegetable rich diet, daily exercise and emotional practices designed to release stress and increase happiness. And so they were closely monitored. And in the watchful waiting group, six men had to drop out and start chemotherapy because their cancer flared up. Well, let's think about it. They were watchful waiting. <laughs> they were waiting for it to get worse. And so here you go. It did. And in the alternative group, zero men had their cancer flare up. In fact, their tumor markers decreased by an average of 4%, whereas the watchful waiting group markers increased by 6%. They uh, did a follow-up study, um, and basically of the alternative treatment group, right, the people who were doing the emotional practices and the intentional eating and exercise, um, had previously had the prostate gene cancer turned on, but then it turned off after only three months of being on the alternative treatment regimen. Like this, you guys, is so huge. Like this is where we talk about epigenetics leading the way. Like what we think and how we live our life is so powerful that we can turn off genes that we don't want on. And these people did it with not even something as sophisticated as I would recommend. Like they're not like addressing their specific mineral depletion and they're not necessarily looking at their, uh, their, um, what do I want to say? Like their nervous system type, you know, they're just like on a standard thing, but they were intentional about forward healing. It's so huge. So anyway, um, this this book is a phenomenal book, the Radical Remission book. I absolutely love this and I recommend it to anybody um, who, um, I recommend it to anybody to just, to just read and have that awareness of, of what it looks like to step into a healing 
healing space because the radical remission is really looking at surviving um, cancer against all odds, but they demonstrate it in a way of like the human body and the deficiencies and the toxins and also the emotional uh, plane and the mental plane. And so powerful case studies, powerful affirming work of what we're possible, of of what's possible for us. So again, the frequency first is what is leading my life and what is leading this decision. If I'm going to make a decision, let's say to get serious about my health, what frequency is leading that decision? Because if that frequency is fear, we need to check that. We always have to go on what we want. And if we are working on something aggressively right now, please know that desperation repels. It is law. So the more desperate we are for something to be done by a certain time, the more repulsive our uh, frequency is. So we can be in a hurry, but that hurry can be sped up by trust. I trust it is already done. It is already taken care of. And I am taking every aligned action that has come through. I have, I am moving on everything that is here for me. Is there anything here more for me to do? No. Is there anything here for for me to do? If you feel like there's something more, take that step, add it in. But taking those steps, trusting that you are on the path and it is done. The, the other thing about this is like the more pressure we put on ourselves, the more we slow it down. So I know another thing that is, um, in, especially uh, in the health world right now, is like this fear of the shedding. And I just want to speak to this for a minute, okay? Because I get it. There are, um, there are legitimate symptoms that people are experiencing that they have never experienced before. And there is so much evidence that speaks to the shedding that is happening right now. Um, and so obviously I'm not going to go too deep onto this topic right now because it could be a whole episode in itself, but I just want us to check ourselves because again, what frequency is leading? So I don't think ever when I am immersed in public that I am vulnerable. If I were to think that I was vulnerable being immersed in public, then I am becoming more vulnerable by my thought. So do I trust my body? Do I trust my body's ability to adapt? Do I trust that I am nourishing my body in a way that it is so adaptable? Do I trust that my thoughts are my superpowers and that my thoughts are my ultimate shield, my ultimate protection? So again, this is where the circumstances of the times that we're in are very unique. This is a very unique time that we're in and I'm not denying the realness of shedding, but I am going to deny what is possible of that as it relates to me, as it relates to my family, right? This is where the best thing to do, right, is to opt out. I opt out. I opt out of that. I opt out of a lot of things but I also bring in protection. So if I were to immerse myself, you know, and, you know, let's say I'm flying today, 
I would be smart about that. I would have my favorite tools with me. I would be bringing that pair of three and taking that preventatively, supportively. I'd be tuned into my symptoms, but not not in the place of feeling vulnerable, but in the place of feeling like a boss because I have my tools and I know how to use them. It's a completely different energetic form of protection. So no thank you, I opt out of that fear-based. Thank you for the information. But this is my truth. Do I believe in the power of my body? Do I believe in my body's ability to adapt? Do I believe in my ability to support my body if it needs extra support? Do I believe in my ability to know when to use a remedy preventatively? Do I believe in my immune system? Do I believe in uh, my self-care and the habits that I'm doing? Like these are where we ground ourselves. So again, we want to lead that frequency first and we want to uh, be really truthful with what frequency is leading our lives, but also truthful of like how much time and energy do we have that is being um, used right now that we're being gassed by being stuck in that fight or flight and how much of the time are we truly in a healing state? And then maybe check ourselves too. Like some of us are so good at the emotional work. Some of us are so good at the frequency work, but we're denying our human. And so our human is still depleted and toxic and we haven't addressed that part. Some of us are so good at doing the minerals and the hydration and the movement, but we're denying the subconscious plane. We're denying our emotions. We're not addressing that. And this often looks like, you know, living like this mediocre lives, like where our relationships are not deep, you know, they they become surface level. Uh, we are not tapping into joy. We are not feeling that excited. You know, it's just a day of the same. Like we're not feeling that drive and that connection towards more life. Check, 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 check. This is ours checking ourselves. So frequency first, what is the frequency that is leading your lives? And we want the higher frequencies, but primarily we want the desire, right? The desire, the desire ignites the higher frequencies within. Being excited about what's to come, trusting the upgrade emotion, having faith, Tapping into joy, tapping into bliss, tapping into laughter. Love, gratitude. Gratitude and fear cannot exist at the same time. So as simple as it sounds, doing that gratitude work every time you have a fearful thought is neutralizing that power. And again, our positive thoughts are so much more powerful than our negative ones. So leverage them. And then there's music, right? That literally the lyrics are like, I'm unstoppable. I'm powerful. You know, I, I'm, I don't even know, but you know what I mean? Like there is lyrics that are like, I'm so unstoppable. I'm so powerful. I am confident. 
Like there are affirmations written in songs. So what are you listening to? Like if you find yourself that you're resonating with, um, you know, lower frequency music or lower frequency TV shows, that is also amplifying the low frequency. So again, they can, they can be there because we have that grace as long as we are being intentional and giving attention to the positive thoughts. And I'm not saying to bypass the hard stuff that we're going through. It's like we get to feel the hard stuff that we're going to. We get to have the human moment of it, but then we have to decide to move on. We have to decide that even though there is this fear, I also simultaneously hold the anecdote to this fear. And the anecdote is always going to be, what do I want? Because if there's desire, if there's true desire, that is already the path of least resistance. Because what you want wants you back. But we make it so hard every time we doubt it, every time we have fear, every time we worry, every time we spiral. It's just throwing those boulders down on our path. One more thing for us to climb around. One more thing for us to walk around. It adds hours, days, months, years to the journey. We speed it up when we trust. And our trust is unshakable and we take the aligned moves without doubt. It speeds it up tremendously when we check ourselves multiple times a day as to what frequency is leading. Okay. I hope this helps. I hope this resonates. You know, if I if if one part of this conversation can resonate with you, it's speeding things up. It's potentially speeding things up so fast. That is the gift of wisdom. That is the gift of of me having gone through things and then me sharing your message. And if you plug into that frequency and it resonates, you now don't have to experience it yourself. You just can plug and play. It's like, yeah, that feels like truth. That makes sense to me. And it's not about the truth being the truth of the truth that never changes. The truth gets to evolve. But does your truth give you freedom? To evolve? Because most people have truth that have them locked in a stuck state. And if we're stuck, we're contracted. And when we're contracted, we're decreasing our aura field. We're decreasing our magnetism. We're making things harder. When we expand with trust, you can feel that expansion and what that's doing to your magnetism, what you're able to call to you that you want to call to you, that you want to see more of. So much love to you. As always, I love hearing from you. You can message me. Uh, I love to see your reviews. I would love, love, love for you to review if you haven't done so already. Leaving that five-star review allows me to connect with more people 
who are looking for this message. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening. I can't wait.